Hey there, Strong Mom. Welcome to the Mom's New Strong Show, a show that inspires, educates, and motivates you to ditch the weight loss and fitness drama and create a fit and healthy lifestyle that you love, all centered around down-to-earth and practical solutions that will leave you feeling inspired and ready to take action. I'm your host, Jessica May, fitness and nutrition coach, hot mess mama too, a recovering perfectionist, and a lover of all things sprinkles and Mexican food. I'm also a woman on a mission to help you strengthen your body and mind so that you can be the best version of yourself. Ready to unleash your inner and outer strong mom? Let's get started. Hey, strong moms, welcome back. And you might hear some background music. My kids are having a dance party in the kitchen. <laughs> and uh, we have this, at it's like that Google at home thing. And my son has realized like how to play music on it. It's hilarious because you can like talk to it. It's like talking activated. And so you tell it, hey, Google, play whatever, the song or whatever. And it's just funny because he doesn't know how to say Google. So he says, hey, Google, hey, Google, play <laughs> He's always asking us, what's the name of that song and stuff. So he, um, yeah, has learned how to um, play his own music in there. So they just randomly play music. Anyway, so you might hear that in the background. So today's episode is going to be a continuation really from last week when I talked about why diets suck and how they only have a success rate of 5%. And I promised you that the following week's episode would talk about what is a better way to diet? How can we diet in a way that is actually going to set us for a for sustainable weight loss, which means like weight loss forever, right? That's really where we want to be. We want to be in this um, lifestyle part where where it's just we keep the weight off it's effortless not saying that everything's all like rainbows and kitties where it's going to be easy all the time but in a way that's practical and sustainable for you and also in a way that is not going to promote you to regain weight or if not gain more weight so if you didn't listen to last week's episode if um, I really explained how dieting interacts with your body, like what happens in your body and how that diets, really restrictive diets are setting you up to actually gain more fat. So we talked all about that. And now this is going to be, like I said, a continuation and really going to talk about like, what are those 5% doing that lose the weight and keep it off? And um, a lot of this is also based on Leighton Orrin's book that I'm reading, which is called Fat Loss Forever. And he goes more into depth. So do know that there are evidence, scientific the scientific studies actually back up a lot of the stuff. And so I'm going to intertwine that ver- and also what I have noticed for me and working with other women and talking to other women about how to keep the weight off. You know, how, how do we make this a lifestyle where we keep it off and um, we just, yeah, we create this hit, uh, fit and healthy lifestyle. So let's go ahead and dive in. And I talked about this a little bit in the last episode, but sustainability is key. Like that is the overlying, underlying main way that you are going to lose weight and keep it off is if you go about it in a way that is sustainable. It has to be sustainable because I mean, bottom line, if you can't sustainably do something, you're not going to sustainably keep the results. And time and time again, we think we 
a lot of us will go into this mentality of weight loss like it's just a phase it's just like this um the sprint, right? Where it's like, I just have to get through this. I got to push through this. I got to willpower through this. And you don't think about what happens on the other side <laughs> is the keeping it off. Like we, we learned through um, last week's episode that in general, we don't have a weight loss problem. We have a keeping the weight off problem. Majority of people don't have any problems losing weight. What we're having problems with is actually sustainably keeping that weight off and going about that in a way that is just not all sheer willpower and force and pushing through. And a lot of us have this perception that that's what dieting is. That's what weight loss is. It's very highly restrictive. It's I'm going to use a bunch of willpower and I'm going to be miserable. And I'm here to say as somebody that sustainably stays fit all year round, it doesn't have to be that way. And that is not the right way to go, right? If only five, if diets only have the success rate of 5%, obviously something's not working. And it's like I said, it's insanity to keep doing the same thing over and over, inspecting a different result. And I hope in last week's episode, it really opened your eyes to, I need to find a better way. And so today let's, let's talk about that. Let's talk about what that better way is and really keeping in mind that simple is better. That keeping it practical means keeping it simple. So this isn't rocket science, guys. And I know it's easier said than done. But what I'm going to share with you today is I really hope that it makes it seem doable. Like that it kind of takes away that where you're thinking it has to be so hard to do this and it just has to be hard and for order it to work. And yes, there is going to be, it's going to take some willpower. It's going to take some dedication. It's going to take some restraint. It doesn't mean that it's impossible. It doesn't mean you have to be miserable throughout the whole process for it to work. All right, so let's get started. And the first thing, like I said, is really sustainability. That is what people that keep the weight off, people that live a healthy and fit lifestyle, sustainability is really at the core of that and adhering to what they do, which means they're consistent. Time and time again, I talk to women and I ask them, what are you struggling with the most, right? And majority of the time they're not telling me like, oh, I just, I haven't found the perfect diet. I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to eat. I don't know how to exercise. It's, I can't stay consistent. I can't keep on track. I'm always falling off track. Um, And I have gave some really good podcasts on um, stuff like that and that mindset around it, which we're not going to go into that. But knowing that the key, a key factor on keeping the weight off is going to be sustainability. And that part of sustainability is being to adhere to whatever you're doing and staying consistent long enough to see results because that's what where consistency happens. And I mean, what consistency can do, right? And if you are somebody that is on track, off track all the time, and you're just stuck, right? You're stuck in this plateau because it's like you take one step forward and you take one step back, and you're constantly doing this dance. Now, I talked about progress in another podcast episode, and I said it's normal, right? It's normal to take two steps forward and three steps back and three steps forward and one step back, right, to do this dance, but bottom line is you're, you're in time, you're moving forward. But when you are not... St- staying consistent enough to at least keep creeping forward, 
you know, then that's where the problem is. That's where that that um, sustainability piece comes in. You know, a lot of us will do good during the week and then we fall off track on the weekend enough to really just set ourselves all the way back again, right? And we're constantly doing this dance. Well, then you really need to look at what is your plan? Is something about it's not sustainable? Something about it's not working? And another, you know, to go even further as a mom, I'm going to tell you this. A big part of why I stay fit all year round is I have a system that is easily repeatable. I have a system that is my routine. I have things that just flow, right? If I was to over always be having to give tons of effort towards staying fit and doing the things that are required of that, right? My nutrition, my exercise, staying consistent. If I didn't have a practical system and approach and routines and habits, then I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be able to sustain this because willpower is in, is only going to get you so far. And it's very necessary in the beginning, which is what we're going to kind of talk about next. But to be constantly relying on willpower, if you have picked a weight loss program that is, or fitness program that is all based around willpower, I don't mean to be negative, but it's going to eventually not work because willpower is not a long-term, just something that you shouldn't rely on long-term, which is the second thing we're going to talk about that for you know, permanent weight loss is you're going to have to have some form of restraint. I mean, that is is anything, right? When you are, you can't expect to just wish this be, right? Without any action, without having to take some action. Yes, it shouldn't be, like I said before, something that is super hard and and, and not practical, but there is going to have to be some form of restraint. And what I tell women, if you think that when I say form of restraint, right? Like you're going to have to go and die. Oh my gosh, I'm going to have to give up eating ice cream every night. And that stresses you out or you're so caught up in what you're going to have to give up. And, and, and you just, if you are that person, I want you to really think about it in this sense, because a lot of the times it's, our mindset. If we can just tweak how we're seeing things, it can change. Yes, the situation is the same, but how can we see this in a different light? Really asking yourself, what am I giving up to gain? Because I'm going to tell you all the things that you have to give up to lose weight, to get fit, to live that fit and healthy lifestyle that you want so bad. Those things aren't serving you. They aren't. You are giving up the things that are not serving you to have a better life, to actually step into the mom and the the person, the better person that you want to be, that you know deep down, you're you're not happy right now with where you are because you're feeling that disconnect with who you truly are. And those things, those things that are keeping you from being your true self, they're not serving you. So don't feel bad for having to give them up. It's not some punishment, right? Not being able to eat your favorite dessert every night or whatever it is, that that food that it's so hard for you to give up, that's not punishment. That is keeping you from being your best self. So 
it's not serving you. All right. So we need to see restraint. We need to see what we're giving up in a different light and tell ourselves a better story about that. Um, and that's that's another thing because there is going to have to be something you're going to have to give up. You know, whether that another example will be, oh, I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time to meal prep then what are you doing with your time? You know, that might mean that you're going to have to watch less TV or scroll social media less, right? What are the things that are not serving you that you have to give up in order to be where you want to be? Um, the next thing is some type of self-monitoring, which which I like to say, this is just awareness, right? We need to have awareness in order to change. How can you change something you're not aware of? And people that are that figure out this lifestyle that works for them, right? This fit and healthy lifestyle, and they stay um, they stay like this year round. There's some form of awareness. There's self-monitoring in some way, whether that's keeping a food journal, that's keeping um, an exercise log, that is really checking in every day with you yourself, and not that's really just being aware of your mindset, being aware of your actions and your habits, and really zoning into life. A lot of us are so much trying to zone out that we're not in tune with zoning in. And what do I mean by that is we do things to zone out and to numb and to not have to deal with our emotions and not have to deal with our own shit because it's hard. It's not easy to do that, but you are not going to change. You're going to stay where you are unless you are aware of what is causing the where you're at right the you're you're in a spot you're listening to this podcast for a reason there's something you're hoping to get out of this there's something that you're hoping to change about yourself and you know like i i I, i've said this before is change is not bad this doesn't mean that you don't love yourself right because i know this whole self-love thing is a big is a big deal right loving yourself the way you are there is nothing wrong with wanting to change. That doesn't mean that you can't love yourself through that change. And a lot of us think that self-love and ha- get being able to get fit, it doesn't go together. But it really does because a fit and healthy body is a form of self-love. That's you taking care of yourself, right? It's you. That's a form of self-care. And you should... Um, you know, you should, that should just be something that, <laughs> I just, I just lost my train of thought. My, my, uh, I was listening to the music, the background, my kids keep changing it. Um, but really just bottom line, going back to that awareness piece, uh, is something that you're going to, to need. And, um, oh yeah, I was talking about zoning out, right? <laughs> Once again, those things, that you're doing, you know, to zone out are usually those things that you need to give up in order to get what you, where you want to be. And, um, if you're just not happy with where you are and you're having those negative emotions, it's okay to change because you're trying to step into be who you truly are. Because when you're living your best self and you're living who you truly were meant to be and who you are, then you don't feel that, that, negativity like in that way where you just you're you're always like oh I should be doing this or I should be doing that or I should be this or I should be that you just are and you're happy with yourself because you're living how your best self right so let's go ahead and move on the next thing is regular exercise this is something that people that keep the weight off 
do. Over 70% of people who lose weight and keep it off engage in regular exercise program. And yes, it's true that you cannot lose weight on exercise alone. Nutrition is such a big key factor in that. But exercise plays its part. You know, and what we talked about, remember we talked about in last week's episode how your body fat set point, remember I talked about how when you lose weight, your your cells, your fat cells, they just shrink. Like you still have that same number of fat cells and you have a set point on your fat cells, the size of your fat cells, right? And that's what causes your weight set point, right? That, that equals your weight set point. And we talked about how when you activate your body's defense system, how you can actually, if if you're not careful, after the dieting period, the post-diet period, where you binge and you gain a bunch of, you eat a bunch of food and you go crazy and you gain a bunch of weight, how you can actually gain more weight because during that process, you can actually gain more fat cells. Well, hear this. Exercise can lower the body fat set point, your body fat defense, which means even if you regain weight, it will likely be less than it would have been if you weren't exercising. This also means exercise in the post-diet setting, right, after you do that restrictive diet, this has been shown to prevent the increase in fat cell numbers that can happen with rapid weight gain post-diet. So if you're exercising, this can actually help to slow that down or to alleviate that post-diet regain, okay? So exercise is really important. Not only that, guys, is I have found that exercise is what I would like to be called or what I call a cornerstone habit. So what does this mean? This means that exercise is one of those healthy habits that pushes everything forward. It's like when you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to live, you're trying to do all that, exercise can just make things a lot easier. It puts you in the right mindset. It's going to help to control your hunger. Um, it can help, you know, because it helps to um, level out your blood sugar. It's going to set you, especially when you do exercise in the morning, I'm a big big on doing exercise in the morning because it sets you up for the day. So a cornerstone habit is anything you do that's going to help you reach your goal faster. It's like that one thing that just pushes things forward. And exercise is that for a lot of people. You know, I've heard a lot of people say like if they're exercising, they're going to eat better throughout the day. They're going to make better decisions. They're, they feel better about themselves. So regular exercise, it has a big place in, you know, losing weight and getting healthy, not just fitness itself. The next thing that is a, that plays a big role in um, keeping weight off is structured support, all right? This means that, um, or that you have a program, you have a system, you have something in place. So this is kind of going back to that sustainability piece. 40 to 50% of our daily life is habits. And we do things in the same way. So if you don't have a habit, right? So say exercise isn't a habit for you. In the beginning, you're going to have to use willpower to in self-discipline, get your butt up and go do it. But the more times in the repetition and you create these habit loops, then you will make exercise a habit. For example, for me, I've been exercising for years. And guys, just a reminder, I didn't grow up. I wasn't athletic. I hated exercise. I really did. I was the total opposite of what I am now. So it's not to say, oh, well, Jessica, you've always been into fitness. Um, No, (laughs) by no means necessary. But today I love 
I look forward to my my workouts. If I miss workouts, I feel off. It's just because it's so part and ingrained in my daily routine that I feel off if I don't do it. So you will get to that point eventually through repetition, through um, through habits, through creating routines. So uh, people that keep the weight off, they have structured support and they do things. They have like an exercise program. They have a weight loss program. They don't just go about it without having some type of roadmap, if that makes sense, right? So having that structured. And that's so also important for creating habits because habits take repetition and doing things in the same way. Like I tell people, you want to make exercise a habit, then you need to exercise the same time every day. You need to do the same things before, you know, like your pre-routine to working out. Like things, try to set yourself up for some type of regularity, like being regular with things so you can create a routine around that. And that creates like these rituals, right? of of how we do things and we're just creatures of habit so really hone into that and that's something that people that keep the weight off have a healthy lifestyle that's something that they do um the next thing is focusing on a long-term goal so this is kind of a mindset thing right so this is not letting your short-term feelings and desires dictate your behaviors and i had a really good oh gosh, what is that podcast episode that I did? I did an episode where I talked about this. Oh, it's like, I think it's called like mindset hack. Um, gosh, man, what is it? I'll have to maybe put it on the show notes. But it is basically explaining to you how you can overcome these like, these like desires because sometimes we get like these like oh I really really want to eat this right now like I have this craving or I have this desire or I don't want to do this or I don't want to do that and you can um you know that thought will pass in 60 seconds unless you reactivate that thought with another thought so what that means is if you're saying um I really really want um I really really want to eat whatever right and you just like can't get it off your mind. Like I know, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like when you get that in your head and it's just like you want it, you want it, you want it. Well, if you were to stop and think about something else, go do something else for 60 seconds, the likelihood of that going away is it's going to go away because you're not reactivating that thought in your mind. And that's what a lot of us don't realize is if we don't reactivate that thought in 60 seconds, that feeling is going to be gone right? That, that thought is going to be on, but we just keep reactivating it. So, so people that are able to be sustainable, to keep the weight off are really good at not giving into the short-term desires and feelings and not letting them dictate their behavior. They're not overreactive. Okay. And they're focusing more on long-term. And I think another thing that plays into this is realizing and having a healthy relationship with progress. I did a podcast or there's an episode on tracking progress and I talk more in depth about this as well and you know really understanding that and being in this for the long run versus the short run not seeing as this as a temporary little thing but this is something like this is hey this is how I'm going to live my life and I'm okay with losing one to two pounds a week because that's more sustainable I'm more likely to keep that off versus trying to lose five pounds a week and so you reach your goal weight within a month you know so having that mindset shift and that mindset pieces and I'm, I'm here for the long term I'm not here for the short term is something that you know, these people, these 5% of people that keep the weight off, this is something they do. Um, the next thing is social support. So 
what I mean by that is having a support system in place. And I know that not all of us are have maybe the best support at home. Uh, for example, if you are somebody that's always on a diet, like you're on and off a diet and you tell your husband like, oh, you get so like all like a hundred percent in on this diet and then it fails and you're, and you know, the people around you are used to you doing this, this habit, right? This is this yo-yo cycling and you never really stick to anything and they've kind of lost that faith in you. I can see how being at home, you might not have the best support, Um, but, uh, there's other types of support systems, right? Like you can hire a coach, like I'm a coach, you know, people hire me for support for that be personal training or through their nutrition. Um, another thing is maybe doing it with a friend or doing a group fitness where you meet people and you're in a community. And the reason why this can be so impactful and important is most of us have a tendency to be motivated by outer expectations, which means most people are more likely to show up and meet expectations from others versus meeting inner expectations from themselves. And I feel like moms were really bad about this. And, you know, if to, to know if this is you, let's put it this way. If you make a promise to somebody else, you're the type of person that's way more likely. You're not, you're going to, you're going to do everything. You're going to bend over backwards. You're going to put yourself in even a bad situation or uncomfortable situation, as long as you don't break that promise. But if you make a promise to yourself, you're, you're, it's so easy for you to drop that promise, right? So easy for you to, to drop that. If, If that's you, then you would do really good by social support. You would do really good by having somebody there to do it with you. There's nothing wrong with you if you're not somebody that you know, if, if this is some, if you're like this, there's nothing wrong. Majority of people are like this. And I think it stemmed from, we're just our roots. Like we're just tribal people. Like we need support. We need socialization. We need to be around people. That's how our ancestors were, right? Like we were close knit tribes and communities and being exiled from the community or being by yourself meant death, you know? So we have evolved. Like that's just how we are is we're, just social people and really kind of using that to your advantage. And it's more easy than ever. Um, Joining a gym is really, really helpful and supportive of this. Like I have found um, I can't exercise at home. It's really hard for me. I love exercising to that, but it's just not happening at home. For one, it's just not the setting I'm used to. And for two, I'm not, I don't have that social aspect. I love going to the gym. I love being around people people motivate me like they I people tell me all the time like oh you're so inspiring you motivate me and I'm thinking no you like thank you you motivate me especially what motivates me there's two type of people that motivate and I'm getting off track two type of people that motivate me the most it's people that are just starting out that I can tell they really don't know what they're doing or they might like look a little lost in this, but I see them showing up every day. And over time, I see them get more confident. I see them trying more things. I see them start changing. Man, that so inspires me. I'm like, you know, I know how hard, cause I remember how hard it was for me to start going to the gym and how um, intimidated I felt. And I, you know, I know what that feels like. And it's so hard to like not show up because it is hard. And to see them show up all the, I'm like, man, that just motivates me. And then the other type of person that motivates me is, um, 
especially like older people, people that are older than me and they're like in better shape than I am or they're really fit. I'm just like, yes, I'm here because I'm going to be like that. You know, one day I'm going to be like that when I'm older. And those are the two type of people that motivate me the most. Um, but it's just put, I'm setting myself in an environment that is fostering me to want to better myself. And I'm having in a way that social support. All right. Um, let's see. What else can I talk about social support? I feel like there was something else I was going to say and I just lost it. Um, oh, yes. I was going to mention this too. Going back to that little example I said, like if you're that mom who people around you have lost faith in you because you've yo-yo diet so much, right? You are... Oh, uh, you're trying this and you're trying that. And then you tell your husband, oh, I'm going to try this now. And he's like, eh, sure, honey, you know, whatever. Or you tell your friend and they're like, okay, well, let's see how this goes. It's probably going to be like the last 10 diets you did. You don't realize, or you might do, that over time of that happening, you lose confidence in yourself. You, you lose faith in yourself. And this is what also makes it harder. I know this is kind of a side note of everything, but I really want to, I want to put this into perspective for you as well, is a lot of us say we want to look fit. We want to lose weight because we want to have more confidence in ourselves. I hear that all the time. I want to have more confidence. I want to have more confidence. I want to be able to wear this. I want to be able to wear that. And we think the confidence comes when we reach a certain scale weight or we can wear something um, that's a certain size or we look a certain way. But really where the confidence comes in is because you showed up every damn day for yourself. You put you first and you promised yourself you're going to do it and you followed through. That's where the self-confidence comes in because then you see like, oh, I can do this. Like, for example, um, the thing that motivates me the most in the gym um, is, or one of the things that is probably the most I'm proud of and that my body's capable of, maybe not right now. I'm still trying to recover from my explant surgery. I can't do pull, but, but it's pull-ups. I remember that was such a big goal of mine and I showed up for myself and it took me six, about six months to be able to do a few on my own. And Man, when I was able to do that and make that big milestone accomplishment for myself, my self-confidence in the gym like, whoa, went up. And it's not that my body changed much over that time, but it's that like, damn, I, I know that if I put my mind to something, my body is capable of th- a lot of things. I'm capable of a lot of things myself. And just knowing like I showed up for myself, I did what I said I was going to do, that type of confidence is way more than how you look in a mirror because you'll notice this. There's women that are like ideal weight. Like you can look at a woman that is your ideal weight and there's it, there's women that are beautiful and they ha- are lacking confidence in themselves and it's just you're it probably bogs your mind you're thinking if I just look like you I'd be the most confident woman in the world and really we think it all has to do with looks but it's really how we show up for ourselves because there's also these women that don't have the ideal body they don't have the perfect body but they're so confident you know I can think of some women at the gym and they're like you know they are not having like that quote-unquote dream body but they're wearing crop tops they're wearing just their you know, sports bras and they're rocking it and they fit and you could tell they have that self-confidence. And that's really where the confidence, that true confidence comes in is like showing up for yourself, treating yourself like you're your best friend, you know? Um, so that's another aspect I think. And that's kind of going into the mindset of how do we keep the weight off for life? Right. And I think this is a good note to end it is really, 
it comes down a lot to, like I said, just showing up for yourself and having, putting yourself as a priority and having that self-love because it's so easy as a mom to, we want to give, give, give. Like I, t- I showed you right now, like most of us are, have the tendency to be motivated by outer expectations, expectations from others. And as moms are really molded into that as well, because we're always showing up for everybody else in our life. We're always, um, giving to our children. We're always giving to everybody else. We're not used to taking from others. We're not used to getting for others to give to us. It's just our role and our nature. And we feel secure and giving. I don't know how many of you can relate to it. I feel like it's hard for me. It's a struggle for me to ask for help. (laughs) There's one of my secrets. I really, really struggle for help because I want to do everything myself. And I want to be the be all and do all. And I want to like, and it's just, we have to get out of that mindset of, of that as well. And it's just like, for one, it's okay to ask for help. For two, we shouldn't be held, holding ourselves on this pedestal that we have to do and be all. And for three, we we need to um, learn that you know it's not selfish to put ourselves first. It's not selfish to make time for self-care. It's not selfish for you to go to the gym. It's not selfish for you to want to look sexy or to lose weight or to look a certain way. It's not selfish to want better for yourself, to have a better quality of life for you to feel better in general. It's not selfish. It's a necessity. (laughs) It's a necessity for you to have quality of life and for you to be able to show up and give the best to the people around you because you can't do that unless you take care of yourself. And I think that's a really a great ending point for this episode. I'm not going to ramble on. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to leave it at that. And I really hope that you feel inspired and you feel like, yes, I can totally do like this is I'm totally capable of this. Um, whole weight loss thing, right? Like this is really doing this in this way is how you're going to have sustainable weight loss. And I know, oh gosh, I just said, I told y'all from last week, I was going to talk about the one thing you can do if you are extreme dieting and how can you not have that fat gain. I think I'm gonna have to do another episode because <laughs> I'm at my 30, 30 minute mark. Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I meant to put that in here, but I really think that this was a good generalization for how to keep the weight loss. And you know what? Next week, what we'll talk about, and guys, I'm just doing this off the fly here. <laughs> We're gonna talk about the diet after the diet, or how can really now we'll talk more about just nutrition in itself. We'll talk about how can you really keep yourself from doing these that binge, right? Like going, how can we lose weight without doing it highly restrictive? How can we how can we prevent ourselves from doing this rebound binging, which is actually going to help make us actually fatter? Like how can we get away from all that? How can we do this in a sustainable way all through the nutrition aspect? And that's what next week's episode is going to be about. But for now, go out there and be the strong mom that you know you are. And I will see you next week. <laughs>